welcome to my mommy's podcast. This episode is sponsored by Thrive Market. They're my go-to shop for all of my natural and organic foods, especially around the holidays. We live in a somewhat small town and a lot of people visit us so local stores often sell out or they just don't carry many of the organic foods that we use daily. We always visit local farmers when possible, of course, but Thrive Market is my secret for keeping our pantry stocked with all of the bulk ingredients and non-perishable foods and specialty items that we always keep on hand. This time of year, I make sure to place a bulk order at least once a month because this lets me take advantage of the free shipping and it makes sure that I always have my pantry stocked for last minute guests and party invites and holiday cooking. Make sure to check out the Thrive Market line of products for the best prices on everything from tuna to applesauce, spices to household items, and everything in between. Just for being a Wellness Mama podcast listener, you can save an extra 25% off your first purchase. Plus, get a 30-day trial membership to try it out. You can check it out and lock in the deal at thrivemarket.com forward slash Katie. That's thrivemarket.com forward slash K-A-T-I-E. This podcast is sponsored by Juve, a company that is pioneering at-home use of red light therapy. This therapy is also called photobiomodulation, and it's a revolutionary therapy that basically uses specific wavelengths of red light to create a biochemical effect in our cells, and that serves to increase mitochondrial function. Increasing mitochondrial function improves ATP, also known as adenosine triphosphate, and ATP is the source of energy for every cell in the body. Without it, we don't function at all. It's super important. And without enough of it, we don't function well. So for this reason, some of the documented benefits of red light therapy include improved skin and complexion, increased collagen production, muscle recovery, reduced joint pain and inflammation, reduction of wrinkles, which I love, better hair growth, and faster healing. There's also some evidence that it can benefit the thyroid, which is why it's part of my daily routine. And you can learn more about red light therapy and get a free gift with any purchase by going to juve.com forward slash wellness mama and using the code wellness mama. So one more time, that's juve, J-O-O-V-V.com forward slash wellness mama and use the code wellness mama, all one word and all lowercase. Hello and welcome to the Wellness Mama podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com and I am here today with Brian Hoyer to talk all things EMFs and how to mitigate them. Brian is a nutritional therapy practitioner who trained at the Klinghart Academy in all three levels of autonomic response testing. He's also a certified geobiologist with the GeoVital Academy, which is a naturopathic clinic in Austria who specializes in radiation protection and environmental medicine. That's much more of a focus in Europe and they are really cutting edge when it comes to that. He is equipped with an education that allowed him to read and respond to the invisible. And in this, it dawned on him that as he looked around in society and saw the hidden dangers uh, that were already debilitating generations, he knew that with the explosion of technology, that there were also tools we could use to create safety within it, which is what I love about his approach, because we can't all live in a cave and never interact with technology. So today we're going to delve into how to live in a world where technology is front and center, but in a safe way. So Brian, welcome and thanks for being here. Yeah, it's glad to be here. Well, first and foremost, I would love to hear a little bit more about your story because I actually know you in real life, but I don't fully know your story other than I know that there's some really cool points to it. So can you talk about how you ended up becoming a geobiologist, for instance, and got into this world? Yeah, sure. Well, 
it really started with uh, diving into all things natural health. And that happened basically when we got, uh, my wife and I got pregnant with our, my first daughter, uh, Journey. And she was a natural birth. And we happened to be doing, uh, we, we were doing a natural birthing class, the Bradley method, which is pretty common one out there. A little outdated, but it's very, very good for like husband coach childbirth. And anyway, we met some crunchy people in there and that made us question some of the things that we were doing and whether we were going to vaccinate or not and, and all these different things. And so I kind of went into my daddy mode and started doing a lot of research and discovered Mercola.com. And that was the end of it. You know, I just started learning all these new things about what I wanted to put into my daughter's body. And that started me on this track to become a health practitioner. And eventually, with some of the continuing education and all the things that come along with becoming a health professional, you learn more things. And for me, one of the things I realized that where there was a big gap in a lot of the practices that are out there, even in the natural health world, was that, you know, I was listening to a lecture by Dr. Klinghart in one of my continuing education workshops, and he was just talking about how in his practice, he doesn't work with any of his clients or his patients until they've gone through this EMF remediation program and they have to perfect the bedroom. And that just really struck me He's, because he, he talked about how kids with autism don't get better. People that have all these chronic autoimmune diseases don't get better unless they fix this EMF problem in their bedroom, especially. And so, you know, I, I kind of went out and I started looking for all these different solutions out there and there was garbage <laughs> uh, or things that basically, you know, you don't know whether they work or not. It's, it's kind of a more subjective thing. And, uh, and then I reached out to some other professionals and had them do some assessments for some of my nutrition clients. And I wasn't too satisfied with what they recommended either because my idea was that I wanted to have this ancestral approach where we have to recreate a healing space, like an ancestral healing space in the bedroom and cut out all the modern stressors that we're exposed to. And so I went on a search and did some further education with GeoVital Academy, who's been doing this for 35 years over in Europe. And from that point, I was like, okay, I found the people that I really want to work with and, and be trained by, and then I want to take it to the next level after that. So I feel like kind of that's what I've done since I've started my new company and have been doing uh, assessments all over the United States. I did like about 200 last year and I'm on track to do the same thing this year. And it's amazing the results that I'm seeing with people. I'm just really excited to be in this field and have this opportunity to offer this to, to families and uh, individuals. Yeah, I think this is something that we're going to find more and more is definitely of increasing importance when it comes to health. But I'd love if you could kind of give us some background because I think of all the things in the health world, EMFs are a tough one for a lot of people to fully wrap their heads around only because it is completely invisible. And you have sources out there saying it's non-ionizing radiation, it's completely safe, there's nothing to worry about. So to establish a baseline, can you kind of talk us through basically how are EMFs impacting our body at a, at a basic level? Yeah, well, for those who don't know, EMF stands for electromagnetic frequencies or electromagnetic fields. And they are split up into 
two basic different categories. And there's non-ionizing radiation, which is like your electric fields, your magnetic fields, radio waves, microwaves, millimeter waves. And then once you get into kind of the visible light spectrum, into the UV light, like ultraviolet light, it, and it goes above that, that gets into the ionizing radiation where there's no dispute over there being some uh, biological effects and that sort of thing. And uh, the conventional understanding of it, and the reason there's so much um, controversy, is that the conventional wisdom says that, okay, yes, ionizing radiation can mutate DNA and change your DNA. Nobody disputes that. So that's like your X-rays, your gamma rays, even UV radiation. You can get burned by the sun. It can damage your DNA. Um, but I don't. I still don't tell people to avoid the sun. We know the sun is good for us, and, and our ancestors, uh, you know, were eating a nutrient-dense whole food diet and exposed to sunlight and had, you know, really good health benefits from being out in the sun. But there is unnatural ionizing radiation that is obviously bad from nuclear radiation and that sort of thing. So conventional wisdom agrees that all of that stuff is bad, but they, they don't agree that there can be effects from the non-ionizing radiation. And the only way that they believe uh, there can be an effect is if it heats the body. Like in a microwave, when you heat your food, if it's intense enough to heat the body, they believe then it can have uh, an impact biologically. And they call that thermal effects. So, but, but what many, many studies, thousands and thousands of studies, even our own government has studied this and shown this, is that you know, many studies show that there are non-thermal, non-ionizing radiation effects on the body. And one way that this happens is by these channels in our cells called voltage-gated calcium ion channels. And the guy who really proved that there are biological negative effects of these electromagnetic frequencies is Dr. Martin Paul. He's out of Washington State University, and he's a professor out there. And uh, he showed that you put people on voltage-gated calcium uh, or calcium channel blockers and you block you can actually block the negative effects of this of these different electromagnetic frequencies and their impact on the body and he had one group that was exposed uh, and had the channel blockers and one group that was exposed to the same and didn't have them and the group that didn't have the channel blockers uh, showed that they had much more oxidative stress and damage from this and you can look it up you know you can look up the study it's a published peer-reviewed study and it's called like voltage-gated calcium channels look up dr martin paul p-a-l-l and you can find that study and you can see all the different effects uh that they have but um that's one way but the way i like to explain it to people is that if you just think about the way that even electricity impacts the body uh you know how do we restart a heart we use voltage to do that, and that contracts the muscle. And then if you think about any time that you have electrodes on the body, you can stimulate involuntary muscle contraction with voltage. So in today's world, we basically surround our bedroom with this, with voltage on all the walls, with the wires going through the walls, up through the ceiling and through the floor many times. If you have an upstairs room in your house, and 
you have this constant body voltage that you can measure on the body and that's stimulating muscle contraction causing this cortisol response and when your cortisol goes up your melatonin goes down and when your melatonin goes down you don't sleep as deeply or get as restful asleep and your body doesn't detox at night and so there's all kinds of studies that also show you get low melatonin from high emf exposure from electric fields and magnetic fields and then all the wireless radiation which we can talk about a little more in depth for sure i definitely want to go deep on that i'd love to get super practical too because you actually do assessments in people's houses you've been to my house actually and done an emf assessment um so can you walk us through starting at the beginning what you're looking for when you walk into someone's house and you start assessing what are the things that you're measuring and what are you looking for Sure. Yeah. Well, basically, when I first walk up to someone's house, I'm looking at what their house is made of, if it's made of, you know, what kind of siding, what kind of roofing. And then also, um, you know, just because the materials we make our homes out of can actually be beneficial or not beneficial to blocking frequencies that are coming from outside from the wireless transmissions from the radio, television and cell phone towers and that sort of thing. Uh and so I kind of make a note of that when I first look at a house. And then I'm also looking to see if there's a big transformer anywhere near a house, whether the lines outside are buried or above ground and how big they are. And then I'm also taking measurements going into the house. And probably the number one thing for like when someone's buying a house or where the house is located where, you know, you might want to think about moving is if there's a field coming from outside the house to the inside of the house that you can't control. So that would be something like a transformer or huge power lines that are outside that are near the house that are penetrating the home because that's impractical to shield against. You, you know, with magnetic fields, you can't really shield practically against those if you're close to them because the best thing to do is to get distance between yourself and the magnetic fields. And then, um, for all the wireless transmissions, you can actually go to this website called antennasearch.com and you can look up to see how many cell phone towers and radio towers and television towers are around your home and how close they are and also what frequency they're transmitting at. And that way you can kind of get a better idea of what kind of shielding you can put in place to mitigate that. But yeah. Those, you know, there's basically three different types of things I'm testing for when I go into a house. I'm testing for the magnetic fields, and those are just anything with a motor running or has current going through the wire uh, with the electrical lines that are high-powered. And then also sometimes when you have – if you go into your basement and you check to see if you have metal pipes in, in your home, and then also look and look right where the water comes in where you can shut the water main off – there's a wire. If there's a wire that's attached to that pipe, it's very likely that that wire is going to your home's grounding system and the rest of your neighborhood is is the same way. And what that means is that all those pipes are very likely to be energized and they, they may be producing a magnetic field wherever those pipes are going in the house. So that's another thing that I test for when I go into people's homes. So we talked about magnetic fields. Then you also have the electric fields and these are this is a different type of measurement. You measure that with voltage. Uh, with magnetic fields, you're measuring in milligauss or nanotesla. Real, real quick, I just kind of want to pause here and, and say that a lot of people 
need to understand, you know, what most people need to understand when I go into someone's home is that there's, if there's three different things that I'm measuring for, that means there's three different solutions for each thing that I'm measuring for because the fields, the different types of fields behave differently. And so, you know, the magnetic fields, like I said before, it's distance with wireless, you can actually shield against the wireless radiation and create what they call a Faraday cage. And that's kind of what we do in the bedroom. Uh, and with, with electric fields, if you put a grounded barrier between you and the electric fields, it's just like you're out in nature. You are no longer uh, exposed to the electricity anymore. And so it's not contracting your muscles or causing a stress response any longer. So I'm checking for those three things. I'm going through the house, finding all the wireless transmissions as well. And then checking the bedrooms, especially, because that's where I really like to focus in on. That's where we see the most results is if we can just perfect the bedroom. Then people, you know, we've seen in clinical experience that people have been able to handle more of this EMS stress during the daytime. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a big key. And at least in my research as well was finding that if all you do is mitigate at night, like certainly there's a lot more you can and should do. But if you just start there, it actually makes a bigger difference than just if you sleep a third of your life, it makes a bigger difference than just that because our cells, from my understanding, are more susceptible to that damage at night and we have to be more careful, correct? Yeah, exactly. I, I tell people it's kind of like at night your shields are down. You know, you're you're supposed to be in this nice restful parasympathetic state and that's, you know, when your body is, is rest, rested and your guard's down, that's when it feels safe enough to do the repair work and the detoxification work because detoxification is a parasympathetic rest and digest process. And so if, if you're surrounded by all these stressors and you're not getting into that parasympathetic state, then your body can never truly go into that deep, restful uh, healing state that it needs to go in at nighttime. And nighttime is when your brain actually shrinks by like 40%, like all the cells shrink by 40% and creates all this space inside of your brain. Then the melatonin floods the brain and actually flushes out and takes, you know, melatonin is a very potent antioxidant, probably the most potent antioxidant in the human body. And it, it's, its job at nighttime is to, yes, act as a sleep hormone, but it's also because it's this potent antioxidant, it's flooding the brain with all this this antioxidant material, you know, components that it has in it. And it's basically binding all these free radicals in this oxidative stress and then flushing it out the cerebral spinal fluid through this newly discovered thing. Like I think it was back in the university of Rochester, like five or six years ago, they discovered that the brain has a detox pump called the glymphatic system. And it basically flushes all the oxidative stress out the back of your head into the circulatory system for your liver and kidneys to process. And then there's also, you know, at nighttime, your body's also detoxing all the other organs through the lymphatic system. And that's been shown with by the work of Dr. Sacha Pandan. And uh, it correlates very similarly with the old Chinese clock that's uh, very well known in Chinese medicine. So yeah, nighttime is very, very important. And that's when I see the best results with people. And I can tell you lots of stories on some of those results too. 
Yeah, actually, let's pause there and talk about that. Because like I said, I think it's hard for a lot of people to grasp just how important this can be. And it is easier when you've read books like The Body Electric, or you understand just how electric our bodies are. But talk about that. Talk about some of the tangible changes that you've seen in people by just mitigating EMFs. Yeah, so there's a lot of people that, you know, there's there's one woman that I did in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we shielded her room. It was in Seattle. And the night that that the first very first night that she slept in that room, you know, she had been having night sweats for like, you know, I don't I don't even know how long it was like years, like maybe five or 10 years. And then the very first night they just stopped and they haven't come back since then. And, you know, I was just kind of astounded by that when she told me that she's like, it's definitely because of the shielding that that we did in the room that this stopped because I was having a really bad problem with this. And it was my husband didn't like it, you know. (laughs) And uh, so night sweats is something that's huge that I've seen. There's another woman in the same area that uh, got off a Tylenol PM. She was self-medicating with that, couldn't sleep. She'd get confused and delirious in the middle of the night if she had to get up and she'd go to the bathroom. That completely stopped once she shielded her room. And then there's other people that have things like ringing in the ears, tinnitus and that sort of thing. And that that just kind of disappears. You know, there's buzzing or ringing in the ears. And when you block out all those frequencies, that stops stimulating the nervous system and you're actually able to rest and you stop hearing these things that are going on in your, in your in your nervous system from it misfiring from from the voltage and the different frequencies that are penetrating into your bedroom. So those are just a few examples. You know, there's there's many more restless leg syndrome that can go away, and if and that makes a lot of sense to me as a nutritional therapy practitioner because a lot of people that have restless leg, you know, you immediately as a as a professional health professional, you think, okay, that has to do with minerals and fatty acids and that sort of thing. You know, if you're constantly being stimulated by these voltage gated calcium channels and it's, and it's, uh, causing you to contract your muscles involuntarily when a muscle contracts, you're putting calcium into the cells. But when you do that, you're also depleting your magnesium stores. And so a lot of people with restless leg syndrome have problems with low magnesium or an imbalance of different minerals and these uh, voltage gated ion channels, not just calcium, there's also potassium channels and sodium channels. They can be stimulated and it depletes you of these minerals constantly all night long while you're sleeping. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the easiest way that I think of it is just that basically, even though we can't see them, we may not actively feel them. EMFs are essentially low level stress that our body has to deal with all the time. And we can comprehend more easily. Like if we felt stressed or we had a lot of um, stressors in our life all the time with no break, how much of an impact that would have on our health. And we know the research there, but it's making that connection mentally, I feel like really helps understand just how important EMFs are. And I'd also love if you could talk a little bit about how important this is, especially with children and the differences between children's bodies and adult bodies when it comes to EMF exposure. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, with, with my kids, um, I have three girls and, uh, last summer we actually had built a shielded tiny house, one of those tiny house on wheels. And, uh, as actually two summers ago, we were traveling across the country and they slept great going all across the country. 
And then as soon as we moved out, you know, we, we had to move the kids out of the tiny house because we needed to finish the inside of it, which we still haven't done like a year later. <laughs> but um, when we moved them out, they started having sleep problems again. My kids started grinding their teeth and and they're, they, would, they wouldn't sleep as well. They would be have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, that sort of thing. You know, I attributed it to getting out of the tiny house where we were actually shielded and protected from all these different frequencies. And kids, they're smaller, so they can be more affected by anything, really. You know, they're, they have a smaller body and their skulls are thinner. And so, so the different types of EMF can actually penetrate deeper into their bodies. But also, uh, especially kids that are at the stage of where they're like at a slow growth stage where their brain development, you know, their brain's developing or infants where, they're, where they have this brain development that's going on. Um, these frequencies have been shown to cause a permeable blood brain barrier in some studies. There's one study by Dr. Alan Frey that shows that where he has these rats that he tests and exposes them to radio frequency radiation, which is wireless radiation, just like your Wi-Fi router or your cordless phone, that sort of thing. And one group of rats was injected, you know, they injected both with this dye one group had was exposed to this wireless frequency. The other wasn't. The one that was exposed to the frequency within five seconds, their blood-brain barrier fluoresced as well as the re- with the rest of the circulatory system. For the, but for the other group, everything except the brain fluoresced, and so it's those blood-brain barriers were intact. And so you think about that in relationship to you know the trends we're seeing with, with, uh, childhood diseases and things like that with, uh, you know, many people are concerned about the vaccines and their link to autism and that sort of thing. And, and I, I don't want to take a stand on, on that right now, but I think that it's, it stands to have some more research when you think about, okay, if there are some adjuvants in these vaccines or there's a metal load in the body, whether it's aluminum or thimerosal, mercury, whatever, if the blood-brain barrier is intact, then some kids will be won't be affected as much as the kids who who don't have that intact blood-brain barrier, because these barriers are very important to keep toxins out of organs that are vital to our health, our brains, our guts. You know, our, the body does everything it can to keep uh, toxins and chemicals out of our bloodstream and out of our brain and our different organs. But the thing that's so damaging about this EMF is that it's targeting the barriers that are supposed to prevent us from being exposed to these toxins when we happen to have them uh, injected into us or we consume them through our mouths. But if those barriers are not intact, then those sensitive organs are then uh, exposed to this and it can cause damage. So with kids, it's especially important when they're building up their good gut flora, when they're, when they're infants, and then also in the, you know, when they're in the womb, when you're pregnant. And that's a really interesting thing too, because the placental barrier is another type of barrier that these EMFs attack. There's one thing that Dr. Klinghart talks about, uh, is that, you know, he had an in-house study at his, in his clinic where he had, I think it was like 10 of his patients and he had, um, you know, that of the kids that had autism and he went back 
and then 10 that didn't. And he went back and studied the kids that had um, autism, like the, the place where the mother slept while she was pregnant with that child. And the, for the kids that had autism, it was 10 to 20 times more electromagnetic frequencies than the location of the children that didn't have autism. And it was consistent. So he believes that he can predict with nearly 100% accuracy whether a child's going to have autism or not based on measuring the place where the mother slept when she was pregnant with the child. And so, yes, kids are definitely more impacted by this, whether they're born or unborn, they're impacted. And so, you know, I think it's vitally important, especially for our children, you know, like at least protect your kids' uh, bedrooms and get that environment very, very healthy for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious because you've done so many home assessments and seen all kinds of different configurations and levels. What do you see as the most common major offenders in most homes? As far as things that people can control, I would say, you know, a lot of people don't realize that their Apple TVs are giving off a Wi-Fi signal that's just as strong or stronger than your Wi-Fi router. So there's that. There's there's all the wireless things that are in the home that you might not be aware of. So there's your Wi-Fi router. And with the Wi-Fi router, a lot of us can remember a time when we didn't have Wi-Fi and we had everything plugged in. So basically, in order to perfect your house, your internal environment, part of that equation is to go back to that and start wiring your house. Use the old Ethernet cables, the cat cat seven cables and then also you know there's if you don't have that or you don't have it wired or you think that'd be a pain there's this device you can get with your uh to adapt your coaxial cable a lot of a lot of bedrooms have little uh like the coaxial cable in the room and you can just connect this little adapter to that to an ethernet and then you can have uh your internet connection for your tv or your computer or whatever and then there's also adapters you can get for your your phones and your iPads and tablets and that sort of thing too. So you can get back to a wired home and not rely on wireless internet. And then, you know, there's all the smart devices. And the reason that people want, a lot of people want Wi-Fi now is because they want a smart home with all these different smart devices that are all connected and communicating with each other. But for our health, I think we just can't, we just have to move away from all of that. Uh, so get rid of the cordless phones, make sure you don't have a, you know, all your appliances don't have anything smart on them. And if they do, then try to disable it, go into the settings and see if there's any Wi-Fi settings or call the manufacturer and make sure it's, there's nothing that's emitting. But even if you do that, you can't always trust them. I can't count the number of times I've had a client call and say, oh, I called them and they said that there wasn't anything emitting, but then I'm I'm at their house a month later testing, and I'm like, well, there's still some signal emitting from this, so we need to probably just turn it off, unplug it. And some things, like there's some wireless speakers that you really need to avoid as well because those, even if you turn them off, I've, I've tried to turn things off, and they still are emitting uh, a signal. So that's kind of a common one too. Um, let's see, as far as other wireless, probably printers. Many of us have printers. We ver we use them very seldomly, but what we keep them on, and most of them are enabled with Wi-Fi. So if you can turn that off, uh, that would be good. About every single home that I do an assessment on, we have an electric field issue. 
just by the nature of being surrounded by the electrical wires in the wall. So there's solutions for that too, but that's just a given. Uh, but something you can do in the meantime to lower your body voltage is to just keep everything unplugged in the house and that can, that can help. And then the, with the magnetic fields, we just try not to keep fans right next to our heads and a lot of alarm clocks that I see out there uh, actually have a large magnetic field and they'll be really close to the bed. And then some, and then if you can get people to stop um, charging their phones in the wall and keep their phone on airplane mode at night, all of these things help, help to, uh, you know, as a starting point. And I always say starting point because these are things that you can control in your own house, but about 90% of the homes that I test, you know, you have the bulk of the radiation is actually coming from outside the house, which is something that most people in my profession don't realize. They think that 90% of the stuff is coming from inside your house. And it's just something where I've measured it. I have a tool that you actually measure the body as an antenna for the wireless radiation transmissions. And it tells a whole different story than what people in the United States have been uh, saying for 15, 20 years. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be, like I said, a growing thing and a growing awareness, hopefully. This episode is sponsored by Thrive Market. They're my go-to shop for all of my natural and organic foods, especially around the holidays. We live in a somewhat small town and a lot of people visit us, so local stores often sell out or they just don't carry many of the organic foods that we use daily. We always visit local farmers when possible, of course, but Thrive Market is my secret for keeping our pantry stocked with all of the bulk ingredients and non-perishable foods and specialty items that we always keep on hand. This time of year, I make sure to place a bulk order at least once a month because this lets me take advantage of the free shipping and it makes sure that I always have my pantry stocked for last minute guests and party invites and holiday cooking. Make sure to check out the Thrive Market line of products for the best prices on everything from tuna to applesauce, spices to household items, and everything in between. Just for being a Wellness Mama podcast listener, you can save an extra 25% off your first purchase. Plus, get a 30-day trial membership to try it out. You can check it out and lock in the deal at thrivemarket.com forward slash Katie. That's thrivemarket.com forward slash K-A-T-I-E. This podcast is sponsored by Juve, a company that is pioneering at-home use of red light therapy. This therapy is also called photobiomodulation, and it's a revolutionary therapy that basically uses specific wavelengths of red light to create a biochemical effect in ourselves, and that serves to increase mitochondrial function. Increasing mitochondrial function improves ATP, also known as adenosine triphosphate, and ATP is the source of energy for every cell in the body. Without it, we don't function at all. It's super important. And without enough of it, we don't function well. So for this reason, some of the documented benefits of red light therapy include improved skin and complexion, increased collagen production, muscle recovery, reduced joint pain and inflammation, reduction of wrinkles, which I love, better hair growth, and faster healing. There's also some evidence that it can benefit the thyroid, which is why it's part of my daily routine. And you can learn more about red light therapy and get a free gift with any purchase by going to juve.com forward slash wellnessmama and using the code 
Wellness Mama. So one more time, that's juvjoovv.com forward slash Wellness Mama and use the code Wellness Mama, all one word and all lowercase. I feel like hopefully people are getting a much more broad understanding of this. I know that you're out there educating and there's others as well. And it can seem overwhelming. I know that even for me, this is something I've researched a lot and it can still seem overwhelming. So understanding some of those common sources and like you said, that a lot of the sources are actually outside of the home. What are some steps that we can take as homeowners to actually start mitigating some of the EMFs we encounter in our homes? Yeah. So Besides the things that I mentioned before, you know, all the things that are inside your home, you have control over. So you can definitely start with that, you know, getting rid of all the wireless products and unplugging things in your room. There's the, there are these little uh, remote switches you can get that have like a key fob on them. And it does transmit like a little wireless signal, but it's only when you press the button. And I use that for people that really want to hold on to their Wi-Fi. And most of the homes that I go in, it's, I have a lot of mothers call me and they, they're concerned about their family, their children. And there's some dads that are, that are uh, concerned too, and they're gung-ho and on board. But a big theme that I see is a lot of men having issue with getting rid of Wi-Fi and not wanting to budge on some of these things. And so I know there's probably a lot of women listening to this podcast right now that are laughing, saying, that's my husband, you know, but my goal when I do an assessment is to go in and help make the husband a hero and part of the team in figuring out this problem for his family. Because, you know, without everybody on board, you're not going to be able to do any of these suggestions. So a big part of getting things done for your family, as far as for your health, is getting over some of these emotional barriers and and this need or addiction to this wireless radiation and that sort of thing. And then also just giving people options to, okay, well, we can still connect our phones to the internet through these adapters that you can get. It's an Ethernet to micro USB or Ethernet to USB-C adapter or for the iPhone Ethernet to lightning port. And you can look all these things up on Google or on Amazon. They have them all on Amazon. But beyond that, as far as all the frequencies coming from outside the home, you really need an assessment to know exactly what to do. Because one of the things that uh, that I kind of guard against is making generalized recommendations to people. Uh, because if there's anybody that says they have the one solution to all your EMF problems, they're lying to you the way that I kind of explain this to people is that, you know, you need to, you need to be able to block physically, you know, all, all this electromagnetic frequencies are based on the laws of physics and we need to use the laws of physics to block these and to recreate this ancestral healing environment in our, in our bedrooms for our kids and for our families and everything. And so in order to do that, we have to use those those laws of physics. So in the bedroom, we, we have the special shielding paint where we paint the whole room. It's a carbon and graphite, non-toxic, zero VOC paint. And you paint it all around the room in two layers. And then sandwiched between the layers of paint, you have this uh, conductive grounding tape that goes all the way around the perimeter of the room, up one wall, and then across one length of the ceiling. And then you have an electrician, basically, or a handyman, 
basically do this little five-minute procedure where you take the outlet out of the wall, you you wrap the grounding tape around the uh, the ground of the outlet, and then you put that back in, and then paint whatever color you want over this black shielding paint, and your room can look exactly the way it is, but it can be shielded from all the wireless outside, and then because it's grounded, none of the electricity can reach out from the walls. You basically have a grounded wall where there's no electricity coming out from it. And then we have other solutions for the flooring. But I always tell people that you need to have an assessment because there might be a situation where you have a lot of, you know, geopathic stress, which is radiation coming up from the earth uh, that's excessive that can't be blocked. And there's another solution for that as well. But the other reason is because there might be a magnetic field from outside the home that's out of your control. And so I don't want people to spend like like a couple thousand dollars uh, shielding a bedroom when there's a problem that can't be fixed and you can't get that optimal environment. And so I, I really want people to feel good about the solutions that they're putting in and to see results for their health. And in order to do that, you really have to try to mim- mimic that ancestral environment and cover all your bases and just get an assessment and get that done and basically get a healing protocol for your home. I'm curious your take because I know a lot of people listening don't spend 24 hours a day in their homes, obviously, and hopefully a lot of us are spending at least some of that time outdoors instead. But for people who are in an office or in a school, is that obviously we can't mitigate an entire school or an entire office building. Um, How big of a concern do you think that is? And I guess in other words, do you think if we mitigate the home environment and the sleep environment, does that allow us to have more resilience in those environments? Yeah, I think that's, that's exactly what's been found in a lot of the clinical research that's been done out there. And, you know, but I'm always an advocate for reducing things during the daytime as well, because we, we do have an onslaught of that. Uh, there are some, you know, supplements that you can take to help your help your barriers and your your basically your resilience during the day. You know, if you if you work with a practitioner to get you on a specific mineral regimen and balance your minerals, whether you have somebody who runs HTMA panels or something like that, that's something that can be really helpful for all children and families, men, women, whatever. You know, get your minerals balanced and get on a good protocol for that. And then also handling the oxidative stress. There's this product called a molecular hydrogen that you can get, and that helps to mitigate the damaging effects of the EMF by you know, causing your body to be flooded with, with antioxidants uh, when you're exposed to the EMF to kind of block the negative effects of them. And any antioxidant will really do that. Yeah, during the day, I, you know, one of the things that I have people do is, you know, I actually consulted with this company to create this uh, EMF-free lamp that they they use in a sauna, but um, they have a daytime product that you can actually put on your desk and it'll shine red light in your face. And the red light therapy causes photobiomodulation, which will actually repair DNA damage. And DNA damage is exactly what this these things are, what the different types of EMF are doing to the body. And so the product is perfectly shielded and it also has a grounding port in it. And I, I have people use that to ground their desk, if they, especially if they have a standing desk or 
uh, some kind of metal on their desk that can use that. And then it can go attach into grounding pads where you can ground your electronics. And anytime you use grounding equipment, you don't want to be in contact with the ground of the equipment. You want the equipment to be grounded. And that way it reduces the electric fields that are coming onto your body. A lot of people make the mistake with uh, grounding equipment of actually standing on the grounded pad or the grounding sheet or whatever when you're surrounded by electricity. If you take that analogy to the extreme and you, you picture like a low-hanging live wire, like an electrical wire, like a high-voltage wire, and you go up to that and you grab it when you're grounded, you get electrocuted. And so all of that current goes through your body to the ground. The same thing happens on a much lower level when you're on a grounding mat or a grounding sheet or a grounding pad and you're surrounded by electricity. You're, you can test your body voltage. It goes down to zero, but you now have current going through your body and all of the electric fields are attracted to the ground. So because they're attracted to the ground, it's better to use the grounding uh, materials, the grounding products as a barrier not something you actually touch until you've eliminated all of the electric fields around you and mimic nature, then you can ground and it can be a healthy thing, which is what we really try to do in the bedroom is get your body voltage all the way down to as close to zero as possible. I like to see it below 10 millivolts or below 30 volts per meter on the geovital meter that I use. And then bring in your grounding product that's grounded into a stake in the ground uh, in a healthy location outside, uh, because there is some ground, some areas that have ground current outside. So you have to test where you put your stake to get it in the right spot. Got it. And I know another question I get a lot is what kind of meters to use and what you're measuring. And I know that obviously the best case scenario is to actually work with an expert like you, but, um, since you can't be everywhere at once and we can't all work with you, are there, um, any basic you can kind of give us for what meters might actually give you an accurate gauge of EMFs and what to look for? Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hard to give you one meter, especially that's, that's uh, you know, it'd be ideal if there was one meter out there that could measure the three things pretty accurately. There is one that I believe does an okay job and it's called the ENVRD-10 and it's a little handheld meter. I think it's about $170 but it measures three different types of EMF. It measures radio frequency, and it measures electric fields, and it measures magnetic fields. And I think for magnetic fields, it can give you a really good idea of what's going on in your house and what the sources are and getting to move different objects away from you or realizing if there's a, a fridge on the other side of a, a bedroom that's producing a magnetic field or something like that. So it's, it's really good for magnetic fields it's good for radio frequency for the wireless, finding the wireless inside the house, but it's the setting isn't sensitive, nearly sensitive enough to detect the stuff that's coming in from outside. So it's the way that it's, uh, you know, calibrated is something so that it can detect in like uh, wireless transmissions from wireless and Bluetooth and different things inside the house, and then for the electric fields. Uh, with that meter, it's it's pretty accurate, but in order to be super accurate, you actually have to touch the bottom of the meter to ground in order to basically get an accurate reading. Because if you're in a high voltage environment and you're testing the difference between where the meter is and what you're testing, 
then it's not going to give you much of a difference and it's going to actually kind of give you a false reading. So I'd say it's good if you want to start exploring things and start addressing some of these things. That's the, probably the best meter to get. Um, if you want to measure a smart meter, it's probably not very good. You need to get more of the, the Cornet ED88T+. Plus. That one has a graph on it where you can definitely see a lot better what's going on with your smart meter and how often it's pinging and sending out a signal. The other thing I would recommend is a body voltage meter, which you can get at any hardware store. Just It's called a multimeter, and you have it set on the voltage setting, and then plug it to the ground of your wall, follow the instructions on how to do that. There's some videos on YouTube that show that. Um, and then just take your body voltage in your bed and see what's going on and start unplugging things, experiment with that. And then if you can get all those different meters and measure these things, it's going to make your home assessment when you have a professional come in to finalize and perfect your sleeping situation. It's going to make it a lot easier for them to do that and, you know, basically recreate that ancestral healing environment in your bedroom. Got it. So I cannot believe how fast time has flown. And I think we might end up with a lot of follow-up questions. We might want to have you on for round two one day. But one question I love to ask toward the end that doesn't have to be related to EMFs or your area of expertise but I'm curious if there is a book that has had a really big impact on your life that you would recommend to others. Yeah. So, you know, I've read and listened to a lot of books, <laughs> so it's hard to choose because I'm so interested in finding the truth in so many different topics, you know, being a dad and, and a health practitioner. Um, and it seems like every year I kind of get interested in a new field, but I've got a list of like five different books here. You know, one that I really like, just in jet for general life is the old classic how to win friends and influence people. I think that's really good for just knowing how to interact with people and, and be nice and play nice with them. And I, you know, I use that with the kids a lot. It helps, helps a lot with them and helps with doing anything in life with business or family, whatever. Another book that I highly recommend for health is one that from my NTP training called uh, Signs and Symptoms from a Functional Perspective by Dick and Weatherby. Just has this questionnaire in there and all these answers to uh, health questions and symptoms and things like that. I think that's like a really good book to kind of get an idea for what's going on with your kids, especially like when they give you different symptoms, different things that they're, they're dealing with and kind of finding the root cause of nutritionally what's going on with them. And then I guess as far as EMF and everything, I, I I think that there's a lot of really good research out there on EMF. And one of the books that I really enjoyed reading was called Overpowered by Dr. Martin Blank. And that he just kind of goes through all this epidemiological evidence throughout the years of of the damage that EMF causes. And he actually proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that it does cause that non-ionizing, non-thermal radiation does cause uh, DNA damage, actually. Those are all great recommendations. I will make sure those are linked in the show notes and that people can find them. And all of that is at wellnessmama.fm. But also, Brian, I know that people may be interested in learning more from you and staying in touch with you. Um, like I said, you were the one I trusted to do an EMF assessment of our home. So where can people find you online to learn more? Yeah, my business name is Shielded Healing. And so if you go to shieldedhealing.com, you can uh, find me there. And then I also do a lot of stuff on Facebook. So if you go to facebook.com slash shieldedhealing, I'm there as well. 
and you can find me there. Perfect. Well, Brian, thank you so much for the time. I think, like I said, I think EMFs are a topic of growing importance and something we all need to be aware of in today's world. And I really appreciate the work you're doing to help educate and raise awareness. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And thanks to all of you for listening. And I hope to see you again next time on the Wellness Mama podcast. If you're enjoying these interviews, would you please take two minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes for me? Doing this helps more people to find the podcast, which means even more moms and families can benefit from the information. I really appreciate your time. And thanks as always for listening.